1: Well, butter my butt
2: and call me a biscuit. Have you been dying to see us live? Then get psyched about the last podcast network country jamboree at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville, Tennessee on June 18th. Jackie, we're not at the Country Bear Jamboree, but I am grinning like a possum eating a sweet tater because we'll have all your favorite LPN family out and performing live, including Last podcasts on the Left, Page 7, Wizard and the Bruiser, No Dogs in Space, Brighter side, fraudsters. Someplace underneath, the story must be told, and more. Tickets will be available on April 8th. Again, that's the Ryman Auditorium on June 18th in Nashville, Tennessee. The last podcast network, Country Jamboree. Get down with the river Welcome back to guess Riverdale Roundoff.
3: Back again.
2: MJ's I guess back. who's
3: back. And Jay's back. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, now you're going to have to get a haircut. And I, you know what? I think that you could rock an Eminem circa that song haircut.
3: Yeah. I One of my self-care treats, hopefully in the next few weeks, is going to be to get a haircut. So maybe I'll ask for the Eminem circa whatever yeah. year that was.
2: Who knows at <laughs> this point in the before times is what we refer to it. I guess it'll be BP. When are we going to start calling it BP? BP? But no, we're not here to talk about the pandemic. We're here. I mean, but it is an equal amount of... Love watching a dumpster fire. It is Riverdale Roundup. Now, MJ, you haven't been around in a while, and I understand you have other things. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes more important things than watching Riverdale, which, (laughs) oh, I guess there might be a couple of things that might overpower the need to watch Riverdale. But now that you're back, What do you think about the superpowers?
3: Yeah, man, never before has a show just transformed its role (laughs) in my life so much over the course of five years. Like, truly, it went from being like, I can't wait to watch Riverdale to now being like, somehow my, like, life depends on this. Like I need to (laughs) somehow find that I have to like cram for a Riverdale because I'm behind. I'm trying to catch up. I love that
2: you had to cram for Riverdale. Uh, What a world we live in.
3: I had to cram for Riverdale and I'm going to be full disclosure to listeners. I failed the cram. If this was a test about Riverdale (laughs) and the first three episodes of season six, I would be uh, trying to coast on my Existing knowledge. I have done a lot of reading of recaps. I have done as much watching of episodes as I can. Um, but just like a test, you should not wait to watch all the Riverdale's in one night because you'll want to die. Um, and so instead, you're left just being like, "Okay, Jughead can read minds, but he can't hear." All right, <laughs> sure, I'll take it. Somehow, somehow that works. Even though reading my, mi- even though what we think is not always. We don't always rehearse exactly what we're about to say in our mind right before we say it. But that's how Jughead is getting by without people knowing that he can't hear. So there's that. The explosion happened. I don't know. I'm like, I guess I'm just down for the ride. I was pleasantly, honestly, my biggest takeaway from this episode, episode three of season six, and perhaps my biggest takeaway to a fault because I'm not as ready prepared to talk about the superpowers. I'm so impressed with Archie's politics on homelessness. And I want to say thank you, Archie.
2: Thank you, Archie. Even though I will say, where's he going to get that money? And then them patting themselves on the back because they made two, (laughs) which is, I'm not saying that that's not a, you know, it is a valiant effort. However, there's a lot of people, I would dare say that there's the amount of people on Sketch Alley, as there are that live inside of Riverdale, that maybe they'd want to work to help their people. Yeah, I mean, right.
3: It's great that as we as we are coming into season six, Riverdale is essentially, I mean, it's been not a town, hence town, not town, no, not town. for at least a season now. It's, it's a shell of a town, it's been a shell of a town, but it now... <laughs> just as we open with this episode with this very critical letter published in uh, Jughead's newspaper that I guess Jughead is the editor of the newspaper. He is now paper. the head of the newspaper, yep. Uh, which I guess that's the unbiased also...
2: unbiased newspaper, MJ. And
3: I was about to say that's new, but is it? Because he's always been the editor of a newspaper. It was just the high school newspaper before, which also functioned as the whole town's newspaper. So it's really fine yes. that he's the editor of the newspaper again. But uh, this 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 editorial um we we open with this editorial, the scathing editorial, saying there's a homeless encampment on every corner. And my first reaction was, wow, Riverdale, topical, ripped from the headlines. Lots of talk about the increase in homelessness in our cities in the United States right now. Um, lots of horrific talk about it. And once again, that's why I was so pleased with Archie fighting for dignity uh, for people who are street homeless. Um and uh, and but but the town really is more of sketch alley appears to be the primary feature of town now. Like aside from the yes. four to eight characters that we know, I think that's the only community left. And you think about it. What was
2: gonna happen with all of the roving hordes of orphan boys. Yeah. That now that they're, they're going to inevitably grow up and then just go live on Sketch Alley. So That's I'm true. Assume, there have
3: always been a lot of abandoned people living in Riverdale.
2: Yeah, so I'm gonna say once they, uh, you know, gutted the gym orphanage. Right. Where were they going to live? Remember when all the orphans were living underneath the box? You're right. Yeah, there's been a lot of different
3: makeshift shelters over the years, and now we are seven years later, so probably Sketch Alley really is the same people who've just been existing in Riverdale without homes for a decade now. Riverdale. (laughs) (laughs) And
2: now they finally are going to do something about it. Thanks to Archie Andrews. Thanks, Archie Andrews. But also, I guess thanks to old Magic himself. Jeff has been referring to him as Witch Hunter General. (laughs) Percival Pickens, because I don't know if you picked up what they were putting down, but Percival Pickens is generations deep of Riverdale. He had left Riverdale and now is back. But he used to be the bad guy in Riverdale. Back in the days of Abigail Blossom. Okay. Who is also currently inhabiting Cheryl Blossom's body. But we don't need to get there just yet. I'm very excited to try to piece, because what I said to Jeff last night as we watched it, I was like, man, I know that MJ's trying to cram all these episodes, and I can't imagine jumping in to this (laughs) episode. After, uh, like, because so much, they have crammed so much in the last two episodes. And I was like, how are you possibly going to understand
3: what is going on right now? Luckily, <laughs> unlike a test, your comprehension level for Riverdale really just needs to be at about 60% at any time. Yeah. You know? So thankfully, it's like I don't need to like draw like a genogram of like the Abigail blossom. <laughs> family tree from the 70s or anything. Like, so I was like, okay, I think I get it. Like, you know, you'd be surprised. You can miss two, you know, plot heavy, uh, history heavy episodes of Riverdale, and then jump into the third and be like, okay, I think I get it. That's a ghost of a bad guy and that's the ghost of Abigail. And she's inhabiting Cheryl. Cheryl's stuck in a dreamscape and there's superpowers now. All right, I think I'm caught up. You yep, I mean that is the gist
2: of things. It is weird because This episode, though, because it was so houseless, plot heavy, that didn't make like the last two episodes barely had any actual plot. It was just them and their superpowers. I was like, I guess this is what Riverdale is now. Okay, so that's why it was also so weird. Of like, oh, oh, we are having a plot. Okay, yeah, (laughs) let's let's throw a plot in here. This episode sounds good to me. So,
3: so, uh. I know I know a lot of Riverdale Roundup listeners don't watch, but do religiously listen. I know some Riverdale Roundup listeners religiously watch. And so I'm wondering if, for my benefit, perhaps the benefit of some listeners who are not truly immersed in the... Uh, In the in the multiverse of Riverdale right now, if you could just give the broadest of overviews of how superpowers have manifested in Riverdale um, in terms of each of our like four principles explosion, (laughs) the explosion
2: explosion happened and anyone. Oh, my God, MJ, because you did get to miss and which something I imagine some of the summaries did not really encapsulate properly. They are the only ones that have these superpowers because they were the ones that were closest to the explosion. We still don't know how the explosion happened. They claim that it was the ghoulies working under Hiram Lodge. Also, last episode, uh, Veronica had Hiram murdered.
3: Whoa.
2: Whole funeral and everything. Funeral for daddy, doing the whole thing. She was the one that had him killed. However, you know my theories on this. Never saw the body. I was going to say. Didn't see it
3: happen. Do we think he's really dead?
2: I don't think that he is
3: dead. Okay. Jeff
2: vehemently disagrees with me. Really? I do not think that he is dead. But I digress. (laughs) Hiram set up the explosion with the ghoulies. And then they discovered afterwards that there's no way that they could have survived. It literally exploded the house. And so the last couple episodes, Archie has been like, rebuilding his mom's house okay, and one of the oh my god there was so much <laughs> one of the construction workers is possibly TBK
3: ah uh, cause I know TBK's back and Betty's on the run yes Betty's on the
2: run until the end of this episode which we'll get into in a second and now they have superpowers, but who also has the superpowers? Bingo the dog who is in the house. And at one point in one of the episodes, TBK takes and kidnaps Archie and is about to torture him slowly. And who comes to save the day? Bingo the dog. Yeah, And he jumps up and he jumps at TBK and pushes him through the wall and off of the second story of the house. Great. Because the dog also has superpowers now. I am mad that they didn't include... If I wrote in a dog that had superpowers, I would have it in every single scene. I would make it take over the entire season because why the fuck not?
3: (laughs) Yeah, I... I, You know, there's no better place to go from last season which was like, let's do some actual cool shit about, like, witchy stuff and... The supernatural to now just being like, "Uh, the dog has superpowers too. Fine, whatever. You know, I think that's I think that's a great way to heighten because it's Riverdale's trap. The trap of Riverdale is you can only heighten so high before needing to just break through the fucking universe into another realm to keep heightening. Yes, we are now like we're now in like our fourth or fifth (laughs) universe in Riverdale. So then now
2: Percival Pickens. He tried to, he walked, he he showed up on the scene of Riverdale because he just walked into Alice Cooper's home. And not, it wasn't Alice's home. It was, um, it's Archie's home. Okay. And was like, I want to buy this house. Just a stranger walking into a home that he doesn't know. And Archie's like, no way to sell this house. <laughs> and so he, if at some point he buys the house with another, mother, who cares? Archie owns the house now, but Percival Pickens tried to come in and buy it. Percival Pickens is obviously the new big bad. He's related to General Pickens, who was one of the big bads back in the days of yore. Uh And I am assuming that they are going to be tying in... I'm gonna guess. I'm gonna throw spaghetti at the wall here. Now that Abigail Blossom is back on the scene trying to champion her old self... And go after the people that had wronged her in the town before, I'm going to assume that the other character's ghosts are going to inhabit their body at
3: some point, I hope. Yes, please. This is what I, isn't this what we've been hoping for the whole time since season five, since the end of season four when they set that up? Yes, and also
2: general, like there's no way that Percival Pickens is not going to like have a big standoff with Abigail slash Cheryl Blossom at some point because Cheryl Blossom, who is not dead, (laughs) lives inside of the dreamscape nightmare that Abigail Blossom, created for her to keep her in a mental prison. That's
3: kind of fun. I like this. <laughs> <laughs> dreamscape nightmare. Come on, aren't we all?
2: Genuinely very scary. <laughs> Blossom in the dreamscape nightmare. We'll get to the dreamscape nightmare. So that's what happened with Explosion. That's how they have superpowers. Uh-huh. There was a whole very devastating episode where Jughead just was trying to cope with the loss of losing his hearing. Mm-hmm. And it was more just about that. And you don't find out until the end of the episode that he can actually... Read people's minds.
3: Uh-huh. So so Betty and Archie have the superpowers. Jughead has the superpowers. The dog. Does has, Veronica have any superpowers? No, she's just no.
2: Veronica. She just runs the casino. <laughs> she doesn't
3: seem like she has any superpowers. She seems like she's the same old bitch she's always been. She just killed her
2: father. And then she went, in this episode, so fast, when she was like, you know what? I'm not going to be like Daddy. I'm going to make the casino be a real casino. It's not going to be a scam casino. It's going to be a real casino. And the town's going to be proud of it. And then... The second Alice Cooper said, yeah, but maybe you shouldn't be the head of the casino anymore because of your family and everything. She's like, never mind. (laughs) Daddy, your soul lives on in me. Daddy, we're going to scam and scam and scam. I also like
3: that she's like, I'll I'll hang the portrait of the evil man in the casino. Like, as you know, that will be the central feature of my life is a portrait of the man I'm trying to not become. Is such a strange choice, such a Veronica choice, because she's a daddy's girl. But it would be like a hanging a portrait. I'm not comparing Hiram Lodge to Hitler, but imagine like ho- ho- hanging a portrait of oh, Hitler I to be you can. <laughs> to be like in the
2: terms of Riverdale. To be like,
3: I have this portrait of Hitler in my office to remind me to never be like Hitler. You'd be like, what if don't be like Hitler? What if you just took? What if you had a portrait of somebody that was good? But she'll. This is the thing. Veronica's always going to be like her daddy. She can't get. Right of I just imagine if you had that picture, you're going to be like, look, we high-heiled to each other. And we're like, MJ, this isn't a good look. <laughs> be like, no, 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 it's because I'm not like Hitler that I Oh, have you're Hitler. not like Hitler. Oh, no, 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 no <laughs> I get it. I get it.
2: <laughs> Until you immediately call upon your new cousin, Eraldo, who is a killer. Because Eraldo had come and killed... <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> After Veronica... Kill daddy. Uh-huh. Who, what's her? Hermosa uh-huh. found out and was like, I'm gonna kill you now. And sent the same killer that Veronica sent to go kill daddy uh-huh. to come and kill her. Uh-huh. But then Heraldo came in, the cousin. She didn't know that he was a killer, killed him before he could kill Veronica. Uh-huh. So now Heraldo is a part of the Familie, Uh-huh. And so that's why she called him on Heraldo during this episode. I just love how she says Heraldo every time, where I'm like, okay, all right, Veronica. <laughs> My mom also goes, Moussadel! So I guess, you know, to each their own. Right,
3: and because, the, like, not, not 20 minutes after uh, Veronica decides to come to be clean and to run her casino like a family business. I love that she's like... Family friendly, like Atlantic City, which like, I don't think that's really how people talk about no, Atlantic City. And then No one
2: says that about Atlantic City. No one's like, oh, I yeah. mean, there's the
3: Jersey Shore. Yeah. Yeah. You can drop your kids there. But like, certainly in New York City, people talk about Atlantic City as like the trashy adult place to get away to that is closest, you know, like, Great buffets. It, <laughs> yeah, you just drink all day and eat the buffets. But, uh, but not... After not long after she decides to keep it clean, they find a man hanging in the casino and instinctively react um, by, uh, you know, needing compulsively needing to cover it up, which is another thing I love about Riverdale, that there's like no there's no expectation that anybody would abide by either the law or just like the obviously correct thing to do. There's always like it is a universe where if you can make a terrible choice. That for no reason is needlessly complicated and and extremely illegal and will make everything worse. That is the choice that will be made, and that's something I do appreciate. Yes, completely. Don't don't. Why would you call the authorities about the man hanging in your casino? No, no,
2: that would be that's. And I also like that when Veronica and Reggie walked in on the man that had hung himself, they acted as like they act the same way I do when like I when I lived with cats and I would walk in and the cats had knocked something over and like ugh. All right. They didn't even really flip. Like, they didn't even react that big no, it to was a like, man having killed himself inside of the casino.
3: No, it was like a spill. They were just like, oh, how are we yeah. going to deal with this? Not God. like, not like a, this? an emotional trauma. But again, the characters right. in Riverdale have experienced so much death that perhaps a man hanging himself inside their casino is really just another inconvenience. Yes,
2: it really is for them. And I understand. It's hard out there when you're trying not to scam. <laughs> but all
3: all I could immediately think of was like,
2: have the casino take their scam money and then you could make the... Tiny homes for the houseless. Right. Is that. There you go. Done. Yeah. Riverdale. Um. Hello. Just call me on the phone. I know the answer. Here. <laughs> Use your scam money for good. And then everyone would be like, "Ah, oh, but the scam money's for good. Also, did you see how fast I immediately aligned Percival Pickens because you saw Percival Pickens starting to get into Alice Cooper's mind. And I was like, get out of there because this it reminds me of. Personal Pickens is all about like making Riverdale the greatest city and trying to clean up Riverdale. Is that not what Hal Cooper also was doing via murder?
3: It is. It is strange that uh, it's not a surprise, but it is weird to since our job here is to unpack the themes on Riverdale, that a theme persistently in the Riverdale universe is this is like a bad, dirty town that needs to be cleaned up. <laughs> and there's every season, basically, somebody else is trying to fix Riverdale, usually with murder. Last, you know, two seasons ago, Archie was trying to fix Riverdale with, you know, because he had his, like, daddy-savior-complex thing. Um, but yeah, there's always... There's this. This is once again one of the three plot lines that Riverdale has. We are just back to it. You know that was almost why I was like less confused as I should be last night watching this episode because I was like, oh, I know this story. Riverdale's bad and we have to clean it up. Yes, this is like the beginning of every now it's via mind control. Now it's by mind control (laughs) and. Thankfully our hero Jughead. And you know, I know that we have our issues with Cole Sprouse, but I'm always thankful for a Jughead Heavy Riverdale episode. I think that yes, that is Yes, I still what love him. Do. Yeah. And he's just he's just the only character who's ever even tried to be written with any depth whatsoever. So, except for Betty, maybe I would put Betty in that camp. But like I really feel safe in the hands of Jughead coming through and since Jughead can read everyone's minds, he's going to be the one who can foil Percival. Yes, and I will say I didn't realize how much I missed Betty
2: until this episode. I yeah. Like, Bring Betty back. Yeah. Betty is, because you're right, they do, I feel that like, their characters are better <laughs>
3: written yes. than the other
2: characters. No question.
3: I'm sorry, Veronica is nice. a terrible character. And yeah. <laughs> Archie is a terrible, I mean, I liked Archie in this episode because he happens to be s- miraculously saying something good about homeless people. Um, But Archie is just like, uh, I gotta do good and Veronica's just like I have got to do bad and like that's yes, that's the essence yes. of each of their characters but
2: that's what's fun It's that they are the cartoonish sides of good and bad and then there's the ones in the middle that like actually have a brain and have a heart yeah there's and Betty,
3: Betty can be good and bad, that's why she's yes, complicated she
2: oh bad Betty oh bad Betty bang. bang. bang, 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 yeah. bang. <laughs> I um how about, how do you feel about
3: Kevin getting bashed in the (laughs) face with a hammer? It was alarming. Again, with a Riverdale, you're just like, I'm having a good time. I'm watching Riverdale. Oh, dear God. You just hit Kevin in the head with a hammer. That was traumatizing to watch.
0: Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills.
1: There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the internet essentials program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities.
0: It's one thing falling in love with a house, picturing yourself moving in and calling it home, and quite another navigating the world of price negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. An agent who's a realtor can make understanding that world easier. Realtors have the expertise access to proprietary data and tools to help you get from imagining living somewhere to actually doing it That's the kind of help we can provide because that's who we are Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors
2: Because so, so this is the whole thing right this whole episode was just Percival Pickens showing that he can do mind control and that he can get exactly what he wants done by not killing anybody, which I actually kind of enjoy. Yeah, that's nice. So what did he do? He went into the brain of one of the houseless people, and he decided to attack Kevin to show that the houseless people are evil, and they must be driven out of Riverdale, which in the end, he ended up having done, because he had gotten into the mind of one of the people, and then he hit Kevin in the head with a hammer as they were trying to build tiny homes the houseless.
3: Yeah, it really was, it did take me out of the world a little bit because the, like, Percival's anti-homeless rhetoric, like, is actually, like... A problem
2: and what is actually a part of our problem.
3: Yeah, exactly, like, like, it was actually pretty realistic and pretty familiar, like, you can't have a good town unless you, like, keep up, you know, clean up these encampments, and, you know, these are, like, if they, if these people, like, deserved dignity, they would, like, get their lives together. Like, it was actually, even though he's, like, I'm a ghost from the 1700s like he was also just like actually pretty realistically putting forward all the anti-homeless talking points that you are hearing a lot right now like in New York City and I think also LA and so I was like so it was like a weird choice for Riverdale to be like we're actually taking on like a extremely uh like serious political issue in this episode but also like via like the bodies of ghosts from the 1700s And so that's why,
2: uh, I, and I do I appreciate that you now just refer
3: to him as a ghost. I think he's got to be a ghost, right? Uh, he has to be, isn't he? Or or whatever, Abigail. I mean, I guess what do you call <laughs> a spirit inhabiting the? A spirit from- A possession. I think
2: that's what it is. Maybe he is not Percival Pickens. Uh-huh. Maybe he is, or like, maybe that's his name, but maybe he is possessed by the ghost of his
3: relative. Uh-huh. Yeah. Something- He's probably possessed. Whatever, whatever's going on with Cheryl and Abigail seems to be, you know, we're in a, we're in a, it's the present day, but also it's the 1700s war yes. still playing out situation, right? Yes.
2: See, and before you had brought up Archie, I I forgot to mention that, I don't know if you picked this up in, uh, in what you had read, but Archie immediately, because there was a gang war that was about to start between the ghoulies and the serpents, and Archie went over with his superpowers and just, I think, murdered a bunch of ghoulies because he went over and he's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna teach you what happens in Riverdale, and then he got back to the boxing gym with just hovered in blood (laughs) and I was like did he kill all those people did he just like go and kill a bunch of the ghoulies uh because that's a lot but anyway sorry not this episode I just needed you to know that backstory of where Archie's um vigilante turned superhero uh plot
3: line is going but that's all, all that's also good I like vigilante Archie you know, yeah. like I miss oh, yeah, vigilante no. he, when he was going out in the night and killing people for, you know, his so this is own all, values. Yeah.
2: And I think that this is all going to come to a head into a
3: big mind superhero fight, right? Gotta be. So, like, based on this episode, I guess, <laughs> you know, last season with the with the like cool experimental witchy spiritual stuff they were doing. I was like, I don't know where this is going, but I love it. And I'm curious to hear your thoughts on either where you think this is going and B, do you, like, how do you feel about the new superhero world we have now found ourselves in? Because I enjoyed last night's episode. Um, but I also missed last season. Yes,
2: I've been enjoying the episodes. And I think that they're actually going in a going to fun place because I don't think that the superpowers are going to be here to stay. I think I would be more upset if the superpowers were going to be here to stay. Uh-huh. Because I don't want this to be just another superhero show on CW. Right. But what I do think, which you missed and I think that I love that they just straight up said it. Britta, I think in the first episode back, was just like, Mistress Cheryl, are you saying that that the magic is real <laughs> and that magic exists. And Joe's uh, like, yes, magic exists here. Like essentially just straight up was like, yes, we've opened up a portal. So I'm going to say that some sort of time continuum has like continuum has opened. Like they opened up something in that explosion uh-huh. that is making all this supernatural stuff happen. Uh-huh. I don't know if that means that they are going to end up closing it and then maybe the superpowers go away, but the magic stays. I feel like it's going to be something like that, that they're going to, Fix because Percival Pickens showed up into town right after the explosion. So this is, it's got to be some sort of, is it interdimensional thing? I don't know. Uh-huh,
3: right. And has has there been any integration of season five- With because I know that now, timeline wise, the end of season four was the explosion, right? And then we had season five where, like, every episode somebody important died, and we had all sorts of time travel and spirits and, and you know, and shit like that. Uh, And we like learned more about the world of Abigail. Um, And now we're back in like normal time, but with magic. So, so have we, has there been an explosion? Something I could not get from recaps is like, is there, has there been. Uh, an and explicit, like, integration of what all happened with the last season, which was, again, probably our favorite season with where we are now. Or do we not no. know? Nope. Okay.
2: No, it was, that was, so that was the alternate dimension. So we already know that we were in an alternate dimension in River Vale. Uh-huh. And now they're back to reality. Okay. But I do, I think that, like, all of this is coming because of, whatever chasm happened in time to cause River Veil.
3: Sure, Uh uh-huh.
2: So, but no, they have not explicitly said any of it. We're kind of just all, I think, strapped in and are just being taken on a ride right now because I think that the magic isn't going anywhere because of, it's so much fun. And Cheryl Blossom being cast as two different people, although exactly the same, (laughs) is very funny to me, and I think that it is worth it. I'm trying to think through anything, because, like, I mean, Britta still lives apart. Like, it really was seamless with where they were at the end of the, before it became River Vale. Right,
3: right. So there was no, like, Archie was in a coma, and that's what that was, like... Uh, kind of explainer of why Riverdale no, went
2: right into the superpowers because there was no way that they could have survived, and it's because Archie held like covered Betty. Of course he did, and that and like, but and he was like, yeah. So that's how I saved her. And they're like, there's no way the house has exploded. How uh-huh. did you do it? And it's because he was so strong, which still doesn't exactly make sense. <laughs> ba, 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 ba. So we never even really got into, no, there was no time. They Uh just like skated right past
3: it. Got you. Okay.
2: But we didn't even talk about Cheryl yet and what's going on with Cheryl. Please. So Nana Rose got bad girl again and (laughs) essentially was like, I liked you better when you were Abigail and banished, did a ritual and banished Cheryl Away and allowed Abigail Blossom to take over her body again. But this is because, oh, I forgot. It was because Abigail Blossom's ghost was inhabiting Britta. Okay. That's what happened. Because Britta, the uh, ward of Mistress Cheryl, it, because Cheryl was trying to reverse the curse that they had set out during River Vale. So this is where it does actually kind of overlap here. Oh. So that part did happen. Uh Uh-huh. Because the portal or whatever had been opened. Okay. So Cheryl knew that. And so Cheryl got out her reversal candles (laughs) and put out her, like make like little doll versions of each of the characters and put that next to the reversal candles. Uh-huh. But in the middle of the night, she was pissed off because that's why Nana Rose was pissed off. I started, sometimes I got to talk it back through to remember what
3: Rose happened. That's very helpful for me and probably the listeners as well.
2: So she was upset because the candles kept blowing out. And how is the reversal of the curse going to happen if the candles keep getting blown out? Uh-huh. So she had, so she stayed up, In the middle of the night to find out like Nana Rose, she kept being like, Nana Rose, you keep doing this. So she took Nana Rose and she locked her away in some sort of room inside of Thornhill. I love where there were. I love the elder abuse of Nana
3: Rose. This the (laughs) (laughs) repeatedly (laughs) doing offensive things to an old woman on this show. I will
2: say she was the one that put that took Cheryl away and put Abigail in. So (laughs) I don't think that she's necessarily innocent. And so it wasn't her, it was really Britta, who was being inhabited by Abigail Blossom's ghost, mm. because Abigail Blossom didn't want to reverse the curse. She wants, <gasps> so that, did I not realize that? Is, is that? Are the superpowers, because they're cursed? And that's why the superpowers like also have a Wishmaster vibe, where it's like, you have it, but what, uh, you know. It's
3: like, right, a monkey's what, what, paw situation. What, uh, yeah. Yes. Right, because... There has been very little integration between the Cheryl, Abigail, um, you know, Avenge, my my seventeen hundred Until she tried to bang
2: Thomasina, T- a.k.a. Titi. Right, right. And she's pissed off because Thomasina, a.k.a. Titi, is with Fangs, a.k.a. Fen, who was the guy that killed her back in the... <laughs> yeah, I know. I keep saying I 1700s. Know. It might have been sixteen.
3: Who knows?
2: Jeff laughed when I said, he's like, seventeen hundred. Jack. And I was like, I don't know.
3: Uh, before. Was before it now. During the Revolutionary War. Before. I, don't I, assu- know. I assume they were pilgrims. I don't know. I'm not I sure. I don't know. It's vaguely it's giving me Salem Witch Trial vibes, which I guess is 1600.
2: And you also have to remember too that like what war was Archie in? You know, and it's like let's right. think about it. like I'm not
3: being crazy or I have no Yeah, idea no, it's not our fault that the timeline makes no sense. Um okay. All right. So yeah, but and right, what I was going to say was like there's Cheryl has always been on her own trip for the last for the whole Riverville See, well you're right, there was some integration, but but certainly in this episode there was like zero integration between Cheryl and the other plot lines. So but that would be a cool way to connect it if the ab and of course, because the whole thing that the way that the last season right before Rivervale ended was her being like, I have to avenge like you four, uh, you know, uh the the ancestors of Archie and at least Archie and Betty and Jughead. I think Veronica, like your ancestors. But that's wrong- why it would make sense. My Veronica ancestors.
2: doesn't have a superpower.
3: Ah, yes, right. Maybe not Veronica. It was just those three uh, who had been in Riverdale. Like, your ancestors wronged my ancestors. So, th- you know, this is goes back to God, the. I feel so dumb. Thank you.
2: You know what? Thank you for asking the question so that we could figure this out.
3: This this is less of a plot recap and more of like a college class on Riverdale where we're I really feel- exploring the theme. <laughs> I feel like it is. But I think that but it's that's good. what we we're all need. getting caught up, honestly. Not a lot
2: crazy happened this episode, but a lot was leading up to it, which is why I thought it was so funny for you to jump in. I I'm know. Like, How is MJ possibly going to know what the fuck is going on? But I get it. You're right. It is cycl- cyclical plots at times. Yeah. at times. At times, I will say <laughs>
3: no. But I'll do. I'll do better. I promise, dear dear listener, that I will know what's going on more in the future. Um, but. Yeah, I this mean This is good I,
2: for me too, because honestly I was like, I don't I don't again, I got really used to Jeff and his <laughs> like steel trap of a brain that remembers everything that I'm like, I don't remember. I don't know.
3: Well, Jeff may have a steel trap, but we have a big vat of uh feelings and memories yes. about how five years thank of you. Riverdale has made us feel. Yes, thank you. And we are able to pull out the big repeating, compulsively repeating perhaps themes that happen in every season. And Well, oh, I will say, did I ever tell you that I think Jeff watched the first like two or three seasons of Riverdale to court me really
2: um, and I didn't even know he was doing it when we were just ta- texting and he was friends like yeah I just decided to start watching Riverdale since you seem to like it so much and, uh, then we'll have something to talk about and I was just like you don't need to watch Riverdale and then he watched all of Riverdale and I was like wow That's that is that is dedication okay I'll him. go on a date with <laughs> If you can watch Riverdale for someone, I think that that means
3: a lot. And see what, you, you know, once you're married for a few years, Gideon's like, good luck. Watch your three episodes tonight. <laughs> you're on your own. Oh, yeah, no, you wait. We're, yeah, once that happens,
2: once kids happen, no, there's no fucking way <laughs> we're ever watching this show together ever
3: again. But like, honestly, this reminds me of how much time we spend in the organ harvesting season being like. Are we gonna is maybe like thinking like the Riverdale writers are playing three dimensional chess and actually this thing's going to tie it together and it's all gonna be brought back and sometimes things actually are brought back sometimes and they are though sometimes not at all and now I think the discovery <laughs> you just made about Cheryl and the curse and the superpowers is one of these is it actually all connected or is that just a coincidence mm. could be either way it's gotta be it's gotta be I believe I believe I have faith I have faith that they that they're gonna pull something out for us you know I was so impressed with the Rivervale season. I just can't emphasize enough how much that was such and a season. And I'm also season.
2: genuinely liking this season. I thought it was actually pretty creepy that Cheryl is being locked in a nightmare scape where she is a child with JJ and that Penelope Blossom is definitely pulling a mommy dearest card. And also it's like a mommy dearest card mixed with whatever happened to baby Jane because she's got the same (laughs) makeup in like from the crazy woman, whatever happened to baby Jane. (laughs) And if you haven't seen that movie, I highly recommend it. Um, And it's just like, she's
3: very scary it's very upsetting yeah it is the, the Cheryl plotline was absolutely my favorite part of this episode although again I did enjoy the Jughead stuff too but uh but yeah it is v- like the JJ dreamscape and like being st- stuck in this like hell of abuse with Penelope is very very good and like does feel like a great escalation heightening of the existing Cheryl verse that we've that we know so well. And so I think that there's going to be a battle. There has to be battles for the
2: body, you know. And I think it's going to be hopefully it's going to be a good struggle. But then what's going to end up happening? It's like is it going to be that Cheryl and TT get back together because maybe Abigail Blossom convinces Thomasina that maybe they should be together because I'm not I'm
3: going to say I'm
2: here for it. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I'm always happy to see TT. I man. want to be
2: watching them kissing. Yeah. I'd like
3: to see them be kissing, please. Yep. Yeah, give it I'm to me. sad
2: that the art that the Cheryl as an artist, as an evil painter, um, plotline wasn't brought through at all. Because I don't know if you ever notice. This is probably just me. <laughs> that in the background of Thornhill, you can always see her paintings, and they are very weird.
3: I should start paying more attention to that stuff. I know that the se- I always when I watch think that the set designers on Riverdale must have a really good time.
2: They must, but then at the same time. But the the town hall is the boxing gym. That is the fire department. Remember that. <laughs> um, remember when? Oh my god! When Archie was just like wet down the fire truck, and then Veronica comes in, they start making out, and they're all wet. And like, where's that?
3: Yeah, there was not enough kissing in this episode. That's for sure. No,
2: all of the, it is. This is a dry town <laughs> now with Percival Pickens and I. That part I am not here for, but for the rest of it, I think that they're having a lot of fun with the supernatural stuff. Uh, Who who knows what's gonna happen? So the thing is that Betty was on the run from TBK, but it wasn't on the run because now we know that TBK is in love with Betty. Mm. And so the last episode, and then like, oh, because he killed Glenn And then started sending her pieces of Glenn. (laughs) And then killed Archie. So he's trying to go after anyone that's wronged Betty. Oh, because, oh my God, MJ. It was like genuinely really yucky. It was because (laughs) Glenn tried to sexually assault Betty. Oh no. In the FBI Uh. room because she is now back FBI. And... So she had him draw like she had him uh, like uh, like put charges against him. Uh-huh. And then TBK came, killed him and then started sending her
3: pieces of the body. I'm torn on this. I do like a vengeance plot line, but I also now that we're watching Gossip Girl on Thursday nights with uh for the discord, I wish that we would stop portraying needlessly portraying like sexual assault just for like mild Plot thickening, you know. Yeah, and I
2: think it's uh, you know one of the reasons why I'm glad we're shipping on from the Gossip Girl world for a bit. I am okay with it. Yeah, and uh, I am excited though with TBK because Betty had to leave because she's like, he'll follow me anywhere. So I'm just gonna go make a big round and try to get him away from Riverdale. What does that mean, MJ? Betty. What does that fucking mean, Betty?
3: Don't you know that whatever you think will help will always make things but then worse?
2: Here's the thing. So, TBK. I thought that the the construction worker that attacked Archie, who then ended up like kidnapping Archie, I thought that he was a worker for TBK and not TBK. Jeff thinks that he is TBK, uh-huh. but I still think because it's Riverdale. <laughs> can't be Hal Cooper, but what if it's something like that? Because he's definitely being very daddy towards
1: Betty.
3: Uh Uh-huh. I wish it was Hal Cooper somehow. I
2: know that Hal Cooper is dead. I know that he is dead. But didn't Cheryl's dad have an evil brother? Like, and didn't uh-huh. he have a brother? Like,
3: wasn't definitely, there's there was definitely wasn't there a, a blossom cousin in there that wasn't it could be something? for sure. Definitely. Also, can I tell you how much of the Peacemaker we watched before I realized that that fucking cop was Betty's dad? It's yeah, it's Hal Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> it took me until I think the last episode, and then I was like, and then Gideon was the one who realized, and he was like, "It's Hal Cooper." I was like, "Yes." <laughs> Man, the second you
2: said "peacemaker," I just burst into my. Head, do we really want to taste, really want to taste it? <laughs> I've been listening to the soundtrack a lot. Sorry, this is a different show, <laughs> different show. Um, but also, the soundtrack is great. Different roundup. Definitely, you should definitely check it out. But Riverdale, man, it always comes back to Riverdale, doesn't it? It always comes back to Riverdale. Does your brain hurt? Do you have any? Do you think you have any other big questions about? What's going on?
3: I mean, I'm intrigued by Percival Pickens. I'm like I, both, both from a plot perspective and from a meta like, why did the writers bring this guy in? Because every season when they bring a new person in, we're trying to think like, okay, what what need are the are, are is Riverdale trying to meet right now? And well, I'm now like, now Hiram is quote unquote dead, right? So, so I'm kind of, I'm just like, bad. okay, this guy will I will will this turn into something like? I could see it going either way, like something really. In- I love the history, ghosty shit, um, but also I'm like, this guy is just like a, like a annoying right now. Um, so I'm he's my biggest kind of question mark right now. Um, but but yeah, I did enjoy the episode and I am excited. Um, and I'm fine with the superpowers. I think it's great. Make it more magic, right?
2: Yeah, let's do it, y'all. Thank you guys so much for joining us for Riverdale Roundup, and this was. Season six, episode eight, chapter 103, The Town. I do need to say that I think, oh, what is it? The Serpent Queen's Gambit is the name of the next episode. And I just want to say, hurrah, (laughs)
3: writers,
2: because that sounds
3: great. Yeah, I like that. And I like that. I like the the increase in gang stuff. I like that one of the reasons that, uh, you know, they were like, this is a bad town because of all the gangs. And, and I love that Archie was just like, no, man, the gangs are fine. I got no problem with that. I think that's great. <laughs> Meanwhile, Archie just went and killed a bunch of them, <laughs> but...
2: Yeah, I guess Archie, you're right. You're always good boy, Archie. Um, uh, we will be back next week, guys. I have no idea how many episodes are in this season. So. I know. I
3: th- I've been you say in the wrong season numbers this whole time because no, I guess yeah. Rivervale was part of season six, not season five. I That's figured. Yeah, reason. I
2: figured it out. I figured it out. We're <laughs> in there. We're figured. Yeah, that was the beginning of the season. Right. Right. So okay. it's why it was all yes, but new I season, not confused. new season. New season, up, new season. Oh, Riverdale. (laughs) Love you guys. Bye.
1: Bye.
0: This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad
2: sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com.